Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is born in the fury of the most violent storms on Earth. It has traveled thousands of miles, building in strength and size. And here, in a remote corner of the planet, some men will not run from its fury. They will ride it. You're not ready for it. I'm ready. So when the wave breaks here, don't be there, or you're gonna get drilled. He's a modern savage. If I say it's safe to surf this beach, Captain, it's safe to surf this beach! What's he searching for? The ride. The ultimate ride. What's up? The only thing surfers have in common with the rest of America is they're unemployed and love crystal meth. Welcome to the 13th edition of Surf Center. I'm Chad White with my partner Damian Farrenfort, and we are coming to you from a new location. A little bit more bougie digs today, huh, Doom? Yeah, just not the backyard of my house. We're at Chad's house today, which is about a mile down the road, close to the beach. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as you get close to the ocean, the price of property goes up. So. <laughs> but slightly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so we have a room with a view today, um, and we're going to bring you sort of a special edition um, uh, mashup. It's going to be called uh, Duma's Rumors Mill. Oh, no, just we're going to call it the Rumor Mill. But oh, okay. I, so Chad and I missed last week, as I'm sure you guys are livid about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we missed last week, and we were like, okay, we're going to take last week. We're going to get organized. Anyway, we had planned to shoot two this week, You know, one, one for this week, one for next week, and actually get ahead of the curve a little bit, and then plan a bunch for next week. Anyway... We both got canceled. Both of ours got canceled. One yesterday and one tomorrow. So those will be pushed till next week. So we're basically just scrambling to try to figure out uh, how to keep you guys entertained. So, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so expect not much here. This is oh, come a on. Light, this is a lighter one, but. At the end of the day, everyone just cares about gossip. And that's right. Way, we're so. really good at shit talking. So yeah. I figured we might as well just make the best of it. Um, anyway, so in, in terms of rumors, what do you think? Uh, what's first so, step for us? So I think what I've been getting asked the most and just in conversation with friends and anyone that's out there and that loves pro surfing as much as, as I do is what's going on with the world tour. Right. So I figured that's probably a pretty good place to start. Um, you know, just as I was originally from a shithole country uh, that Trump... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. now it turns out I'm actually, as you know, I've mentioned a few times, I'm a newly crowned American citizen. I'm part That's of right. the new shithole country because, as you saw yesterday, the EU were thinking about closing their borders to Americans. That's right. And and I think that if, if that's true, then I would imagine that a lot of the Asian countries won't be far behind, particularly Japan. So what does that mean? What kind of ramifications does that have for the 2020, now 2021 Olympics? Um you know, how's that, how does that affect that or the potential of, of maybe even having a second Olympics canceled? Yeah, I mean, it's probably a very real possibility. I think more in the immediate future is like what the WSL plan, right? So they've been pretty, they were meant to make an announcement in the beginning of June. They pushed it out to July, which, you know, we're pretty much in July right now. <laughs> right. And look at it. It's, you know, this is not phase two. This is still phase one. Of That's COVID, right. Right. And it's, you know, as of this last week, every day, I think it's been the highest reported cases in California alone. Brazil right. is it after Brazilian president who's like, you know, very right wing, much like Trump, um, said, oh, this, you know, it's like a life flu and soccer players can't get it right. And now yeah. they're seeing the spike. And, and I can only imagine the deaths in Brazil are far higher than being recorded, like in those buffalos and those poor areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, must be radical. So like, I can't see a Brazilian person so far. 
being able to leave to compete in a no. long while. No, because it takes a long time to run through that size of a population. I mean, we've got, you know, hundreds of millions of people in this country. Um, I think two, what was it? I think the last count, it was like two and a half million, or maybe it's way more than that, um, have it now. And you got to think if we don't put any kind of control mechanisms in place, which we're not really willing to do now because we're so afraid what it's going to do to the economy, um, that, that, you know, that just will end up taking years to run through the population. If we get a vaccine, it's a complete game changer. But that's that, but you the, know, the issue with the vaccines, so they, you know, they, you hear rumors of them being close enough, but it's right. the production of them. Sure. Right. You have to make hundreds of millions of vaccines. Right. And there's not factories set up to, you know, do that kind of production runs, never mind all the ingredients you need, whatever it is, right? Exactly. But, and then the testing and seeing the long term effects on that vaccine. I don't want a vaccine in me. No, well, I mean, I, <laughs> I'd rather have the Rona. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never, I mean, that based on what Doc was telling us, I don't know if I want the Rona yeah. or not. But um, it's, yeah, that's a real, it's still a real issue and it's very live. And like you said, I don't see us being able to go back. If we had just worn a mask for 30 days and not gone outside, the first yeah. 30, it would have been like, you know, it would have been done. Right? It would have been done. And, you know, they did in South Africa. They had amazing results. They've done it in different areas. Sweden was one of those ones that were like blase about the rules and now they're having a huge spike. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not going back to, you know, yesterday was day 100. Yeah. Since my sister counted back and she was like day 100 of like quarantine and we've been, you know, is that it? Feels like way longer. I mean, fuck, dude, it's three months and 10 days. Yeah, that's it's true. a long time to have been like sitting indoors and worrying. And then plus, you know, we've had what else is going on in America, which we touched on on our last podcast or right. the previous one. Um, so it's been a lot. You know? But the crazy thing is, 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 you know, I don't think that any of us ever thought. So, you know, the WSL can only hang on for so long. You know, you can't, you can't run that thing without, um, without a tour, right? And at least, at least not as, as I can imagine it. Um, and I don't think anybody ever thought that coronavirus could actually kill pro surfing because it, it legitimate or sorry, as we know it could, it could take down the governing body of, of professional surfing. You know, I think, uh, I don't know. I might argue Is that doom a little bit. No, I might argue a little bit there actually, because their events run so cost so much money to run, you know, that we've yeah. spoken about that traveling circus before. It's, it's sure. a big, it's a big expense yeah. and they've been running at a loss mostly because they don't have sponsorship for the events. So if they are still, you know, they've still got GIF and they've still got Corona and a few of these guys. And now I imagine if they're not running a tour, there's a fraction of the sponsorship dollars, but you're still seeing those are partnerships that have been put in place and are mm-hmm. probably a bit harder to get out of than we think, right? And we know this because we work with a few of the brands and right. here that we're talking about. But yeah, right. So, and then they've cut the staff radically. Yeah. You know, if you're not on traveling on tour, I imagine like the Striders and the those Pete Mel's of the world aren't getting paid right now because there's no tour and they get paid when they work. So the overhead has gone way down. Right. Um, so they probably like, well, if they were, the rumor was that there would be between 20 and 30 million loss each year. It's probably maybe like 5 million this year, you know, 5 to 10 million, right? So, so there's an upside in a funny way. Yeah. And it's a chance okay. to reset, launch a new tour. We're all going to be like, hungrier than ever right. for events and which is another rumor and apparently they're going to be running one pretty soon here at the wave pool a well, speciality event obviously because yeah not all surfers from around the world can get there but you know as much as we've all talked on the wave pool event the last few years like we would actually all be desperate to watch <laughs> this one and i would probably pay 50 to 100 dollars to watch it you know would you with kelly yeah so what i heard is kelly uh, he's obviously back um right. But Kolohe, Griffin, like all the American pros. Okay. Um, 
and yeah, I don't know. So I'm, just call it the America's Cup and be done with it. There you go. Right? Exactly, right? Well, like go. in America calls it the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only American teams that play. Just, yeah. right, just yeah. call it a world title and be done, right? Yeah, One event in the wave pool, it's a world, it's a world Final, title. Yeah, Winner takes all. Finally, an American will get another world title because we, know, we all know it's been a long time between drinks. So speaking of the WSL, I have it on, uh, I guess, quasi-good authority from within the, uh, the, the uh, stone walls of the... <laughs> of the institution oh, that, Bay that Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That uh, that they potentially could be um, selling that thing and or trying to sell it for what looks like what would be their initial investment, which has been what about 150 million bucks. Yeah, that's what I heard. They were up for sale for 150 million, and to me that that kind of makes sense because if you think, you know, what's it been six or seven years of the WSL now. Probably between two to twenty to thirty million loss per year. You know, there was a few years reported at twenty-five million in that. So oh. you add it up, and you kind of got one hundred fifty million that dirks in the hole. <laughs> and here's how you recovers, right? And the way those billionaires work, like it's not that far off to think like one might just put it onto somebody else's books, and it's a loss there. Yeah, <laughs> it just, just keeps getting moved yeah. around between billionaires. Right. It's not even actually really a it for sale. It's more just that right. It's just window dressing to make sure that Dirk can it's, have a tax write off for the year. It's the same as those CEOs like Sophie and them. They just like move around company to company to company, and you're like, hang on, nobody did anything. Yeah. How, how are you now working for like ESPN or the yeah, Like how many houses like, do you think Sophie bought after that whole gig? Right. Yeah, Plus, what about about speaker speaker had to walk else. away with a shitload like of money once you're a ceo and you can talk to the board i feel like yeah. you don't actually have to do anything anymore no. like you don't there's no actual real work going on other than just like talking high level you know i'm a ceo right <laughs> yeah, you know I'm, that yeah, free radical that's right yeah. it's radical um well that's i mean i i, I think it, it's a shame because it's it's um it, it's a sort of it's a sign of defeat and it if you're trying to get rid of that thing you're trying to offload it do you think it comes with kelly's pool oh hell yeah it comes with everything that's why I think it's a crazy, it's so probably a pretty good value, right? I mean, or maybe it doesn't come with Kelly's pool, but it's I got a good value if like, you're trying to take some money off your books. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> I mean, what I mean is, is that, what I mean is, is that a it, charity. you got to think that, that, that the, the, if the investment, if it was just the WSL is probably like 30 million a year, right? 20, 30, whatever that yeah. loss is. I remember talking to, to, to the dudes about it when I first started working there. And they were kind of like, "Oh, we're going to run at a loss for the first five years, and then we're going to go, and then we'll be profitable after five years." Well, this is pretty much five years. There's no hope that there's going to be profit. Five years of it's churning it from uh, the ASP to the WSL, yeah. right? Um, and there's really no hope of being profitable for the foreseeable future. So, and they're you know none of their content necessarily works to to gain new audiences. It's like that's not. None of, I mean, if you look at, we were looking at it the other day, their, 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 their site looks like Awesomeness TV or something like that, right? It's, it's Yeah, I, the new site I was pretty disappointed on. Yeah. I, I know, but they are recording that next month. They, they are actually going ahead and recording. I heard they've been setting up and everything at Kelly's Ranch to do the Ultimate Surfer. Uh, yeah. So that's like, you know, a new audience that's going to play after The Bachelor, like whether we want that audience or not. <laughs> well, it's the thing. same. Th it's going to be the same thing as when they when they did not maybe the same. Maybe it's a little bit elevated from when they did that surf house thing, you know, and they did that North Shore. Thing well, I think the MTV. surf house is probably better because it was a bit more raw. Like, right. So you punch it would someone, be. You had like a young fuller. Yeah. Like, this is this. I think. It's way too canned. And, huh? and, and uh, Eric Logan and them think that they I was going to say Elo. So. Just say Elo. Just do it. Because it's the lamest. It's honestly like, and it's, by the way, you can't, 
and Eric, you can't give yourself a nickname. You're not. You, other people have to give. My nickname is Dick Nose. You think I chose that nickname, yeah. right? But you can't choose Elo yeah, to be cool. I like, got Elo because Damien Hardman. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So you're, you have somebody. Like you don't even have your own nickname. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. God, um, I'm gonna call you Lurch from now on. Dave, but yeah, I don't know that that ultimate server thing. I think they. ABC think like maybe servers are these like cool eccentric dudes and the right. crew that's going in there they're going to try like drum up drama and it's just going to yeah. be so uh, I don't know I I mean it'll be it'll be entertaining for us because we know who everybody is so it'll be just sort of funny so it'll be definite like comic there'll be comedic value in it for sure yeah and it's going to be some cringeworthy moments and that kind of thing yeah we're all going to watch and tease them and that do you think there's going to be like every episode Kelly plays guitar and no, he's not in it. Oh yeah, but I mean, each, maybe that's I'm the sure way they add value to it. I'm sure he'll be making an appearance at the pool, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if it's his with thing. his guitar, you think? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, so I did hear that. So I'm sure you've seen all the content. There's been everybody's been there from oh, famous yeah. YouTube star Casey Neistat to Blair Conklin doing rad stuff on the skimboard. There's just there's been so much cool fun. How content. good was that? Yeah, love Blair. Blair is just amazing. amazing. He's like to me, he's you know he's like the opposite of Kyle Lenny. Like right, you know, where Kylie is this crazy extreme waterman, and then yeah. Blair's just this kind of like you know, because Kyle's also riding everything, but then Blair's doing it on the opposite spectrum. That's slightly yeah. more fun, and he, I think Catch Surf have done such a good job with him and riding, being able to ride all these different boards and having fun, and they're the perfect kind of partnership. He's the personification of that brand, exactly. Like right. he's the one hundred percent, like he equals that brand, and that's just such a cool thing to see. It is anyway. So what I did here is those guys are looking for about just a bit over ten million. Yeah. So that one is obviously the demo. They just use an existing park. The wave is small. Um, they can obviously scale it way up and way down. So I know they're looking for ten million. So if you've got some cash and you want to spend, yeah, and you want to have unlimited access to Wave Park, there it is. There's where you can put your cash. Ten million bucks, huh? So what? what so what does ten million bucks buy you? Do you know? Well, I think the total they're trying to do is thirteen, and that was building a bigger park. Okay. And I think it's a bit more building a bigger park. There's probably a hotel component to it because now they have that whole space, right? Right. Where you've seen the old water park. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a bit of everything, but that one is just a prototype that they've been doing, and it's must. I mean, I wonder if the wave pool of brands have been affected, you know, because there was so much development we've spoken about, um, and and actually had pitched on Michael Schwab's one, yeah, Palm yeah. Springs, and there were yeah. all these different ones going in. So you mean from COVID? Yeah, from COVID. I mean, like, yeah. Know, one thing we read in the news that the super wealthy haven't been that affected. So, <laughs> I mean, it seems like they're still benefiting more than everybody else. Apparently, the um, the I, I heard this morning that that people aren't getting their their checks. In fact, I think it was something like a million people hadn't received their their twelve hundred bucks or whatever it was in the mail. But every single uh, corporation, especially the larger corporations, got theirs like almost instantaneously. So. I mean, the uh, fact that you're not allowed, that they're not going to reveal who got money is dude, just absurd, right? Dude, like, right, yeah. I mean, that Mnuchin dude is just, <laughs> like, he's the guy, just, he is the guy, I just remember guys like them, him in, in high school, and I just, you know, he was the dude that you just wanted to... Who is that? What's his name? His name is Steve Mnuchin. Okay, he's and the he's, one blocking the... Yeah, well, he's the one that said, initially, he said, yeah, oh, we're for sure going to show you every single thing, and it'd be full transparency, and then he said... We'll, we'll give you a general idea of who got the money, like not actual naming the corporations or anything like that. We, we probably don't, probably Topo Chico is probably the wrong thing to start drinking when we're both of us trying to hold belches back because we're drinking Topo Chico on the, on the podcast, but it, this is very refreshing. Um, anyway, Steve Mnuchin, piece of shit. Um, look him up. He's a, he's a, he's a guy that wears like Gucci slippers to the meetings and you know that dude. Well, I actually kind of like him now. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, what else in the WSL? So yeah, so like I know their plan was to run that uh, they wanted to run kind of and they were being optimistic about a tour like they haven't officially cancelled all these events yet but there's obviously no chance um realistically i think you know they would be lucky to get hawaii pipe at the end of the year because hawaii has been really strict right two weeks lockdown quarantine so how do you get everybody from around the world if those countries are now open and all the you know assuming all borders are open by december which i would there's no way no chance right not so, a chance realistically no tour for yeah. this year and yeah. you know as doc said the doc when we put him on our previous one you know kind of corona update he's thinking like 12 months that was from a month ago so yeah you know you're looking kind of june next year so they're missing the first two events next year or they'll just re i'm sure they'll just reconfigure the whole tour but you would likely not be able to be surfing until yeah like june july yeah that's it i mean realistically um uh, maybe some speciality events i did hear I actually did hear, it's funny, I was, I was thinking about it and I thought it'd be kind of cool if WSL did some kind of video competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, um, you would have, like, whatever the seating would be. So it could be, like, you know, in the first round, it would be maybe, like, Jordi, Caro, Belly, and Jack Freestone, right? Mm -hmm. And then, but then you have all these heats and then each guy's got, like, because everyone's surfing now. All the bo Everybody's in Europe, they're surfing again. And that. Yeah. So everyone's got, like, a week to go and get a clip. And then they've got to submit like their two best clips, right? Right. And then from there, and then everybody votes and there's a winner. There's like a judging component, a voting component. And essentially, it's a competition format, but it's weekly or you could do it daily or however you want to do it every two days each round. So it's like a and mini version of Intersection. In it's, a just, way. it's just a mini, it's just a video version of what of a the contest comp. would be, right? So that kind of thing. And it could be like a prize it. for them. And it's, you know, it's a way it's keep us all entertained and involved. Yeah. Um, but then I did hear... Gary Linden's actually trying to do something like that. Oh, wow. he's trying to do this like video That's series a big competition. Thing. No, no, just like with anyone can compete and submit and kind of create some kind of pool and some video entry competition with some good prize money. I didn't get too many details, but I did hear there was something like that in the works for free surfers and professionals. Right. I mean, that'd be awesome. But I think, I think the, the really the missing component, the thing we all want to see is just that live head to head. It. It's just, you know, that's what's missing. I want to burn 10 hours of my life. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather just watch the Dane clip we just watched, which is just, or you've watched it probably way, way before I did, but just that, you know, I'd rather see that. I'd rather yeah. see, you know, the cha chapter 11. and, and if, if everyone thought, like, Dane was fat and over the hill in that, that clip is, like, <laughs> yeah. a massive, like, because <laughs> yeah. you read the root comments, like, uh, no, I'm still here and I'm very relevant and I'm still the most exciting surfer in the world to Right, watch. right. And yeah. I just actually managed to make a political statement without looking like a dick and, yeah. and actually look like I was really considered. He's, and I mean, he's dude, so clever. He's so good. So, yeah, he, everything's, he's so thoughtful and yeah. clever. And, and, I mean, that edit is insane. Like, his surfing, that's one and a half sessions just doing some like moves at, at Emma Wood, which if you go out anybody so, that's I'm sure most of you've surfed Emma Wood, but that is a it's real fun if it's fun but it's yeah, not easy exactly um yeah he's he's unbelievable but so. I, I just thought that he put links like here you do your own research check you know look look into this this is an interesting thing to look at maybe it helps you know shape your opinion instead of him telling you what you're supposed to think so not only was the surfing awesome but just just his level of class is um, I mean, we, I, I, I certainly don't have it and, and I don't know many people that do that, you know, I mean, you're a little bit more measured than I am. So you probably have you're a little closer to Dane, um, careful about what you say, uh, while still being provocative. It's a, it's a 
delicate dance, but the way he did it in that is I was real impressed with just what I read this morning. So yeah, and the fact he opened up comments on there so people could. Yeah. And I bet you he read them all and he you know have an open dialogue, yeah. which is awesome. You know, uh, Grant Nyquist, he's uh, one of the listeners on here. He sent us a message the other day and he disagreed with uh, what you know the podcast that we talked about, Burn Baby Burn, and yeah. our what my opinion was of looting stores and that and like he emailed us and we emailed it back and we opened a dialogue right and that's what it's about like and i think that's instead of just forcing your opinions on people and saying this is the way you have to think like listen unfortunately though with what's not unfortunately fortunately yeah it makes it real black and white now right right there is no like in between with what's going on in america right now that's right you know not on the coronavirus on the yeah. civil um civil rights movement like, yeah this is it like you either are a racist or like that. And yeah. it's, you know, I think the word racist can be weaponized and can be thrown around but loosely and like can really destroy someone when they're not, they're just ignorant. So we need to be careful on right. how we do that. But unless you are like 1000% understanding that, hey, this needs to change, this has to happen now. Like there is no, like understanding what systematic racism is and yeah. being open to it. You need, like you're going to be like you said on a few episodes ago on the wrong side of history. Yeah, I think I think it's it's, um, but again, and that's why I was so impressed with this Dane thing because it is, you know, I don't. You, you guys are real good friends. I I don't know. I've met him once. Um, but the, I do think that that it is. It's interesting to see somebody that's able to. He probably is pretty. You know, Dane's a pretty. Um, seems to be a very thoughtful person. He also seems to be a very kind person. He seems like he seems that that to value those things like he doesn't seem like he's a um you know sharp elbows kind of person right so it's really neat to see and, and i'd like to see more of that like i i i think that that there again like you said it is a black and white issue and not and not black and white but black and white and there there are so many um there are so much vitriol there's so many people that are so mad about it and so angry about it and so passionate about it and i think that the that and as you said it's not it's it's ignorance and not ignorance is a cruel in a cruel way of saying it but it's just not being exposed to a lot of other people um you know creates that dynamic where you, where you know you start to feel like you're being now you're being threatened and if you kind of could empathize with what somebody else is going through then maybe you wouldn't have to we wouldn't speak to each other that way so i think it's it's on all of us to kind of get to the place that he's at right and and being able to kind of like very carefully walk that tightrope well the greatest skill you can have in life is empathy right yeah absolutely and like in with business professional personal life everything you yeah. go through if you can practice empathy and that's you know that's what he's done there and he's like you know he's walked the line of like being a police officer yeah in that post as well as like the other side of it and what you know what what the black and the people of color community is going through yeah um you know so he's he's done that really well i thought you know like he's managed to save what he feels in a positive and like moving forward kind of way and open a, like I said, open a dialogue. Yeah. And I, and I, and on that same note, I think, um, I was and maybe not quite as elegantly as Dane did it, but I think that I was stoked on what surfer magazine did, um, you know, throughout this whole thing. I think of course now it's back to just like their sharks and surf photos and everything else. It's not like they kept that consistency up, which I was a little bit disappointed about, but, um, it, you know, I, I wasn't expecting what I what they did do, so I was a, I was pretty impressed, and also and they're owned by like a big corporate company, right? Yeah. So it was cool that they took that stand. It, it really it. was, and we you know, and in fact, one of the times I think on our media when we did our our you know, um, does the world need surf media podcast, we were kind of like we sort of dismissive of Surfer Magazine, you know. So 
I'm acknowledging that we were a bit dismissive of Surfer Magazine. I'm also acknowledging that you guys killed it on that. That was really awesome. Um, stoked to see it. The other thing I was really surprised by was when we went down to Encinitas. We may have talked about this in the last podcast, but I was not expecting uh, the turnout for the paddle out for George Floyd um, that that we saw. Like I was pretty blown away by that. Like I I, I was just going, there's going to be 50 people here. Just and that's my own again. Back to your own owning your own ignorance and, and owning your own bullshit. That was my own bullshit. Just not underestimating the coastal community and and. And I think that. the underestimating just the surf community in general, right? Yeah, that's right. The totally, surf community is pretty strong, and you know, people. It's such a, such a powerful lifestyle. It's not a. I hate calling it a sport, but like hobby or whatever, sure. whatever you use it. But it's so it's so powerful that it really has a bigger bond than we all expect. Yeah, and and I was stoked on that because it 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 like it and that's even more it it even make it's more of an indictment on the surf industry than ever, right? Because. Well, again, we talk about this all the time. We we don't see that side. We don't see the side of, of, of surfers being those people. The people that that showed up and the people that really gave a shit, that wrote spray painted on the bottom of their really, you know, their their most precious possession, you know, George Floyd or, yeah. or any number of different messages. And what, what my favorite thing was everyone came down in a wetsuit. So not everyone was on their phone. Yeah, like it wasn't a like, look at me, I'm here doing this, like, you know, I'm sure people posted about it, but it For wasn't sure. like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a social media event. Exactly, which was quite cool. And then you saw them kind of inspire a lot more. Um, yeah, so, so that's Dane kind of, on, uh, what else on the content front? Oh, I know WSL and them, they've been working on, I'm sure you heard about the Katie Slater movie film for like years, um, Alec Parker. Oh, that's a, right. Yeah, yeah, he made the continuance. Oh, was it the continuance? Kelly's previous series? Dude, I don't know. I'm with Adonone. I'm not a huge fan, so I just, it, you know, I'm just not a Kelly fan. I, I just, I can't get behind it. Really? No, I'm not. I just, I... Why? He's... I mean, he's, sure, he's the greatest competitive surfer ever born. That's cool, but I just, his vibe, I, I just, I'm not, I don't, I'm not buying it. I Kelly don't, Slater, bro. I know. I'm just, I'm just, sorry. It's just my, you know, we all, we all have our, our, our idiosyncrasies and quirks, and I guess mine is just that I'm not... Look, I, I, I love nothing more than to see Kelly in his full, when he's really doing it, when he's like at, in Fiji, um, huge cloud break and doing the shit he would do there, Chopu, like, like and, and just when he's actually winning and when he's on that kind of thing, it's amazing and nobody does it better. But I'm not fascinated by the dude. I just not not nothing personal. I just am not. It's not my thing, you know. Well, that's so. That's hopefully what this is like. So the series is so. So they were going to do a film. Alex been working with him for the last couple of years, and they were going to launch. They were going to talk about his retirement. You know, it's going to come out of with. I think probably in line with his retirement now. Right. Kelly's going to. He kind of. I don't know if you watched the HBO special, which uh, my friend described perfectly. I won't say his name, but. He said it was all sizzle, no steak, right? Like, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was like kind of scratching the surface. So I'm really yeah. hoping that this series with Kelly, like you can actually get in a bit more. But as long as he doesn't sing you. and play guitar, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That moment was so cringeworthy, dude. Oh, oh my god! I was like, this, I was like, this is a great it's 24 HBO 24 seven. Like, I liked it. Yeah. This thing is awesome. And then that happened. I was like, I, I can't. You know, and just. I, I have this reaction to shit like it, that. I just it can't ruined do it. it for me. It was this like Kumbaya moment. But. Oh, I know, I know. It was supposed to be, but it was just like, yeah, it, it was so cringeworthy. I couldn't. And then, and then they have anyway. Sorry. So there's an eleven part series. I think eleven part series coming out. I think end of July with WSL Studios. Wow. That Alec and them are working on right now. 
um, which I imagine would be pretty good. I know that. Fan of Alec for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. good at what he does. He's probably the best I've seen at getting, if you watch The Continuance, which is very awesome. It's a great series with Kelly. Um, he's probably the best at getting more out of Kelly than anyone else. It's an um, East Coast thing. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I heard this funny. So we're all in a fantasy group chat. Anyway, Kelly had done a post like a few months ago of Alec ripping at the uh, Wave Ranch on like this twin fanatic. If anyone knows Alec Parker. He was a early 2000s pro surfer like myself that didn't quite make the world too. <laughs> <laughs> but he was smart enough to pick up a camera and he was always great. Uh, it was really good. Real like, creative. Photo the side of it. Yeah, yeah. And really creative. But mm-hmm. he's still an amazing surfer. And there was kind of this joke in the War on Girls, which is our fantasy surf league, that Kelly didn't actually realize that Alec could surf until this clip that he had like posted so whether that's drawn up he didn't realize like Alec was such a good surfer because he never sees him surf yeah because he's always just like behind the lens working oh man Uh, well it'd be I've actually surfed with Alec he's a terrorist yeah um, so, so Alec Alec's working on that Um, now I'm interested if Kelly rides the twin fin more this year like that, if 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 they do the specialty event and he rides that that IPA those little that little keel IPA twin then I then I'm I could kind of get behind it. Yeah, that would be. Insane. I could go okay. Like I, then I would be in stoked on watching him surf. That yeah, he looks good on that. He looks he so looks, good. He's looking good on those weird weathers that he's been shaping too that you've been seeing. Um, I've seen those. Yeah, weathers. The big Instagram. banana ones or the. Well, they did the one. Yeah, it's just it's just really futuristic looking shape. Um, but Kelly was ripping in it. He was riding it all over Oz. Um, so I think you'll probably ride that. It looks like that that'll launch soon. But you, if you check out Weber's Instagram, you can see more. And then you saw clips of Kelly riding it on Stab and all these kind of different places. I didn't see it. Um, another series I know they're working on is Billy Kemper series. It kind of starts where he gets injured. Um, Lane Stratton's making it with the WSL, and it's going to be insane. Um, it kind of tells his whole story of his life, and he's interviewed all these amazing people. Yeah. So that's going to be a good one. Uh, I don't know when that's going to launch, but I know they're working and editing away like crazy right now but be a killer the, the injury that Billy had in Morocco earlier in the year was way mm. more radical than I think people expected like they said he almost died in that but I think it was like really really hectic moments so what, it kind of what did it, he broke his pelvis and his and his, his femur and his yeah. femur what yeah. happened we'll have to wait and see okay so <laughs> that's why we don't know completely I mean you can read uh, yeah. about it but he talks about how he fell forward kind of went over slammed oh. but then it will dive into a lot more detail what happened there yeah Crazy. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Um, on the sponsorship front. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I heard. So I, I heard something quite cool the other day. Um, and again, like this is all just rumors and that. So, but I did hear that of everyone on Oak Tree Group, the only salary of the surfers right that didn't get cut was Italo's. Right. On. I heard that he like Oak Tree kind of went. You know, he doesn't make enough. And by the way, Italo's content during this quarantine has just been insane. Like Unreal. the day the surfing on a daily. The surf level, his level on a daily basis is just beyond, right? He's got to yeah. be the best or the most exciting surfer in the world, right? Can now. you imagine how pent up he is too? Like after winning that title and you know his confidence is through the moon, right? And I like, mean, you can see it in his surfing. Oh, Every time he takes one away, if it, like, yeah. if each session is, it's like 10, 12 clips a session that are just mind boggling. Now he's not making it all, but he, his Instagram kind of reminds me of Nigel Houston. Yeah. Like, you know, I've always thought, oh, surf, you know, the, the lame thing about surfing is you can't just like, go and do kickflips on the street whenever, right? Because you're always, especially in California, waiting for waves. And Brazil, I imagine, is the same. You know, they don't have the best waves. But Italo literally daily goes on, does like a new trick or a new air and posts something that is that gets you so stoked to check back in on him. So so what is what do, what do other 
surfers on tour or what, what is what is everybody else thinking about that have you talked to anybody about like what Italo is doing no i mean you just read the comments everyone's just blown away right yeah everyone's just you just look at the comments kelly everyone is just like but would you be so intimidated it. right like well that's like i mean you would inspired. be if it was like a howling sideshore beach break but like you know geordie wouldn't be intimidated at jv no you know he's no. like which Italo's. You know, he got second, second? last year. Yeah, yeah wasn't it? So wasn't Gabriel, it? Gabriel and Gabriel yeah. one, yeah. But, Same final as Pipe. Yeah, but um, but Jordy wouldn't be intimidated there. No. Anyone would be intimidated. In the, you know, John's not going to be intimidated at Pipe. No, but um, but still, it's but like the, the the shit he's landing and the and the, the 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 fun he's having, which is what I think comes through the most, is like, and judges can't help but love that kind of shit, right? Like if if it looks like it's gnarly, but it also looks like it's really fun. Yeah, he is. He's fun. You know? He's really fun to watch. He makes yeah. shitty waves look really good. Yeah. Um, so good. So me. stoked on Oak Tree for not cutting him. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard his deal wasn't actually cut. I was, like, you know, imagine he's making a fraction of what he should be. Yeah. You know, because he's a few years too late, right? His industry's been kind of hurting before that. Yeah. But I heard, so I heard his salary didn't get cut. But then I did hear like Seth, Moniz, um, Griffin, all those guys had like kind of um, Ethan Ewing, all those guys had a few year deals yeah. that they just kind of signed or they were like halfway through. And they basically went, hey guys, like we're cutting 50 to 70% of your salary for this year. Um, and then that contract is not non-existent anymore. We'll renegotiate in 2020. End of 2020 for like 2021 going forward. Okay. So like basically all these guys went from making, you know. Top dollar. Well, top dollar. Pretty, yeah, yeah, Ethan yeah, was signed to a great right? deal. Seth, all these guys, especially Griffin. Griffin had just signed a great deal, deservingly so. Um, so that... So that so that's pretty like daunting one for all of them, you know. And like hopefully maybe on the other side of this they're gonna go, hey, you know, business is better than we expected. But I we, you know, we just none of us can foresee see that happening. No, I mean I I mean and why would it be? Again, yeah. you know, back to what we've been saying before. Like why would business be good for for Oak Tree? You know, what are they doing? What are those brands doing that 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 is worthy of anybody getting stoked on? No, it's not. I mean, the only business I see being good in the surf industry is like we've we, and we've spoken about it before. Yeah, is the hard goods industry. Like yep. Surfboards. People are still. You know, the more time you've got to surf, imagine boards like sales must be booming right now. Everyone's got all they're doing is surfing. Like I haven't seen the beaches this crowded no. during the week ever packed. in my life. Right, you, you can't park in Malibu. You can't park in Topanga. OC's being packed the whole way yeah. through. There was um there was an article. What did I read? I, I think I pushed it over to you. That there was an article that was saying that that hard goods and surfboard sales are, are way up. Yeah, like way it. up, and so it makes perfect sense. And that and I mean if if you and <laughs> the, even worse is that I think people took that twelve hundred bucks that they got and just oh, went straight not? to the shape. Put it back in the surf industry. The very Hope cool. So. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, but so and then so the other boys got so the dudes we na- not naming names, but those guys all got. Hammered, pretty huh? hammered. Yeah. yeah, I imagine on the quick side too. I don't know actually on the Ruka side, their business has been like substantially more healthy Rukas than Quicksilver and Billabongs for years. They've actually been in like growth period. Yeah, you know, um, they should be. Whereas, and then they don't have like they don't have any athletes as like high ticket as Quicksilver and Billabong have always had, right? Right. They don't pay guys like millions of dollars. It's like you know, I think the probably the highest you make there is kind of one fifty to two hundred, maybe like a current Gaples or. Uh, Baron or one of these guys, right? But they've got the mixed martial arts thing too, which is still, I don't know if that's, gr- I don't know enough, enough about it to know if it's growing, but I mean, the well, fact they, that they pulled it off in that in that arena is just incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Like how he married, you know, contemporary art, jiu-jitsu and surfing, right? And then <laughs> yes. skating and everything in between, right? It's, 
And every time we talk about it, I'm always like, what? That's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like we would never guide him. We would never go, okay, we're going to write like a, a brand strategy for, for you, Mr. Tenori. And, and we would have just been like, you know, stay in your lane, do your but thing. No, but, but he's what no, we man. do is, no, but what, you know, what we always say is knowing what you stand for and That's who right. you are. Yeah. So the brand is like exactly the person that he is. Those are all his interests. I mean, like, why can't you combine them? And as long as you actually live it and breathe it and, as long as it's authentic, and I hate to use that word because it's like a... Just, it's uh, 2016, oh, that word. Yeah. <laughs> the word of 2000, maybe 2013, Sorry, I just, I just choked on my water. Um, but yeah, as long as it is it is really who you are and you can pull it off. I'm just saying, even if you have those passions, the the the, the ability to marry all those things and, and make them all work, even even if you love every one of them like and you know everything there is to know about them, which Pat clearly does, still. But he's pulled in like the, you know, the fact that he's in Hawaii every and we keep repeating ourselves, but like those, yeah. those guys all hang out. Yeah. You know, he brings all the people from all the different genres to yeah. hang out together. So he's chosen people to be on the team from each different sport or art or whatever that can actually all have something in common, right? Well, and also they feed off each out. other, which is yeah. cool because then everybody, everybody wins. And I think that, you know, if you're, expo- again, just sort of back to the, to the thing we were saying earlier, if you're, if, if you have exposure to certain different kind of people, um, you start to become you, you become able to appreciate those people and, and understanding them and it doesn't really come down to just necessarily race it's just anything it's like if you hang out with artists and figure out what's what 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 you know what artists are into and what their values are and what and how they see the world you know you might actually have some empathy and some understanding of how of, of, of how to do that yourself um, it's just inspiring right so being inspired by other people is cool and I think that's what he's been able to do better um, and we that's what we would tell anybody as well just if whether you're an athlete or if you're anybody is just to just try to follow some type of a of something in in yourself but also looking for other for outside inspiration all over the place because otherwise you're just you know you're sort of like living in a bubble yeah that's it it's just and now with the internet there's no excuse <laughs> that's you know, right we have so many more interests than we had before but just scrolling through instagram is well, well, almost you need so all much the inspiration you need, right? If you're following the right people. If you're following the right people, it, oh, oh, I I got stuck in the in the uh, Karen's Gone Wild account <laughs> today for way too yeah. long. Yeah. It was a straight hour of, of white ladies yelling at like random people, <laughs> just going bananas. I actually think there's maybe a mental illness quotient in there that's a little scary, but um, there was what else was there? We had another. Oh, so one of the other ones was Patagucci. Yeah, she's just so early on in our podcast, and one thing we will learn how to do, uh, and it's a hard pull to swallow, but admitting when you're wrong, right? So like, yeah. <laughs> always, never, yeah. Like, and I don't know if this is wrong or what, but this is what it did happen. You know, in yeah. March, um, the Patagonia sent out a letter to their staff saying, you know, this is why we have profits. You know, to be able to use it. I think we're talking shit on Delta about using all their profits to buy back shares yeah. and sitting in the share price and then giving themselves big bonuses. But Patagonia, like keeping their profits four times like these and being able to sustain employment there. So then I've heard from a bunch of different people, no, they actually all got furloughed like a month later, right after they announced this. So I dug a bit deeper and asked a few more questions. And from what I understand is Yvonne has been wanting to shrink. And then you saw the CEO resign too, right? About a month or six, eight weeks ago, which seemed a bit, but uh, off court, right? Like it was unexpected. What, like, why did she design during this, especially during a crisis and a pandemic when they can be making moves and you know creating real change in that? Yeah. So from what I understand is they plan on shrinking the business way down. So they like they basically want to half the business because wow. you know. And he speaks about it. If you listen to the Business Wars podcast, um, Patagonia versus the North Face, which mm-hmm. is I highly advise 
only when you finish listening to this podcast and between episodes of ours dropping <laughs> to business wars Which <laughs> you'd had plenty of time the last the last yeah, yeah. week it's really good anyway they um they talk a lot about him never wanting the business to get as big as it did yeah um and that was early on like you know i think when you reached 100 million he wanted to pull it back down to 50 mm. and all these different things so uh, from what i understand is he's using COVID as an excuse not an excuse but as an opportunity to scale the business way back and regrow it and you know and focus on what their key principles are right which is like making the world a better place everything has to ladder back to that and he's going okay we don't need all the staff we don't need this like let's focus on you know operating at a higher output with a smaller footprint Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty incredible well i think that's i mean uh, that would be we we spoke about this in a previous one it's the stussy like jellyfish effect that's right right. yeah but it's a lot harder is that what they call it the jellyfish effect um i think i just heard somebody else refer to it i basically sounds, sounds i basically cool. just like repeat other people's <laughs> uh smart quotes or no i just it sounds yeah, say, like, yeah. it's a cool way to, to yeah to but put it, it, it kind yeah. of grow yeah. expands and then yeah i mean that the the stussy thing is is um is interesting especially when compared with the with the patagonia thing i think that that when you think about yvonne chenard in, the, in the, that interview that you guys did with him he seemed to be really um I think reflective of, of what the brand really should be, be doing. And I think this might be one of those things that, that COVID or no COVID, he might've looked at it and thought, you know, we've, we've gotten a little, a little over, uh, over our skis. And, and I don't know that they're, that they were always living up to the ideals that they maybe were espousing. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But um, it, yeah. But like, you know, it's, it's contradictory to sell like, I don't know what their sales are, but they'd be in the hundreds of, he's worth, his share of Patagonia is worth, you know, he's worth over a billion dollars in 2017. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, in Forbes as a billionaires, right? So it would have to be close to that for the sales, right? So that is kind of contradictory to everything you're trying to do, right? Because you think about how much goes into making that much clothing. Right. Yeah. And you don't, and again, I think for two levels, farming, water, like it's just. And how do you control that? such a big environmental footprint if his if his is it was that his net worth or was that his his share of that's what he yeah his net worth or no his share of patagonia was worth over a billion dollars wow yeah that's crazy because if you think about what they're you know how much apparel or hard goods or whatever else there is does does a you know i mean what are their sales every year gotta be if you let's say you're doing a billion dollars in sales or you're doing half a million dollars or half a billion dollars in sales you're making a lot of stuff and in order to make all that stuff you got to control those supply chains and make sure that you know your brand's living up to its ideals and if you have that strict of an ideal which is make the world a better place pretty hard to do when you're creating all that you know that type of scale right yeah i mean they did 400 million sales in 2019 right so it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of product right And, and i actually and i don't think that I think the scarcity model could work for them. I don't think that like if you don't, you know, if they, because sh- you would go, okay, if they shrink half down to 200 million, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to spend that money elsewhere. But I actually don't think so. You know, normally I would say like, oh, if they can't get it there, they'll get it somewhere else. You know, they'd yep. go to the North Face and buy it in there. But I feel like that consumer probably wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think you're right. I think, and also there, and the, the consumer, I think the, the Patagonia consumer is, um, well, I think will only respond positively to something like that. Like if you yeah. said to them, we're shrinking. We don't need to be this big. I mean, I think at that point you're like, now you're gonna, you're probably gonna actually double your sales because yeah. <laughs> people are gonna be like, you know, yay, bravo, Patagonia. I 100% your story. is what they did. Yeah, when they donated the hundred percent of 
which is a tax write-off of the Black Friday sales to charity. And they did like, you know, but it was full price. Right. And they did like 10 or $20 million. So now all of a sudden they got that write-off. The sales went through the roof because everybody <laughs> yeah. was so proud. It's, it's genius, right? It's just totally Don't genius. buy another jacket. You know, repair it. You don't need it. Yeah, so no, no rumor show would be complete without without a, a really uh, a rich Duma's Rumors uh, episode. So I'm gonna let Duma take it away. He's got some uh, pretty interesting information on on our everybody's favorite surfer. I think this whole thing has been rumors, but <laughs> yeah, rumors, so, rumors. So it wouldn't be without John John, right? So I think everybody's kind of trying to think where's John John going? What's he gonna do? Um, yeah. I've, so I've heard this kind of. Two plays on the board for him right now. Obviously, they were looking at Patagonia, which we we're just talking about. Yeah, that would have been they, cool. Patagonia have a 500k. It's like written in the you know, company's brand book or guidelines that they won't spend over 500k on an athlete. Okay. So that kind of eliminates John. Yeah. Um, but he's he like does. Fins are 500k. Yeah. <laughs> but he does. Yeah. He's, when you go to boat, that's a couple million bucks. Or yeah. A few of them. Um, but with John, he you know he. He really cares about where he's going to go and what brand. I think his next play is going to be with a brand that has the similar same values as him, right? Yeah. Um, I think Hurley probably did initially, but kind of went far away from what he wanted to align and stand for. You kind of saw that there wasn't much. What well, didn't John originally sign with Nike though? Like, was it was a Nike deal before it was Hurley, right? No, it was Hurley the whole time, but it was obviously Nike. I'm sure Nike's ink was on the contract. I thought it was. I thought okay. No, no, you thought wrong. Um, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> as usual. Yeah, yeah, there was never a Nike thing. No. Um, he actually originally signed with Hurley and Vans, and okay. then they made him take Vans away. Well, because remember when all the Nike athletes were there, and then they all had to move over to Hurley. Yeah, that was Julian yeah. and those guys. Julian, but, um, and them, yeah, Kalohe. That too. was six point uh, No, it wasn't John. But so John is looking at, so from what I heard is VF Corpo may be looking at taking over John completely and going North Face Vans for ah. John. Um, so, I mean, which would be insane, right? Like, because North Face kind of that brand and what they stand for aligns with what John does. Totally. You know, they've done some amazing stuff, even though they're owned by VF. They have similar values as um, Patagonia. Yeah. You know, Patagonia and them actually work together. You've got to listen to the business awards, which I mentioned earlier with Patagonia versus the North Face. It's really cool. But North Face, you know, although being owned by a corporate conglomerate, they still really do like invest in like making sure national parks and they partnered with um, Patagonia to try to block what they were trying to do. They were trying to block some national park, Trump from opening up some national parks. That's and, like, right. Yeah. That. Anyway, they were part of that kind of campaign to get it to, to block Something the Trump in U- administration. Utah, I think yeah, yeah, it was in Utah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that would be pretty cool if you did that. But on the other side, so I've heard the exact opposite too, though, and this is kind of what they, I think they probably, the two balls up in the air is doing his own thing. Like he's pretty heavily hmm. into and like put a lot of time, time investment into like building his own brand. And I'm not sure how that looks, but everything I'm, I imagine it would be everything from like you know, drinkable cups, you know, re- reusable cups to clothing, to boardies, to wetsuits, like yeah. really developing his own product line. And which I think would be insane. But do you take like, 10 to 15 million dollars over the rest of your career and just go surfing or do you invest you know five to ten million dollars of your own money and try build a brand i, I would i would just do the i do the, the former i would i would do the, I, not the former former like dane former but i would do i would actually say take their money and don't spend any of my own money even though you probably could you know there's probably an upside there but I mean, there's just so much more worry that comes along with that, and and so much more. Even even if someone's totally handling it for you, and then you got to worry about their 
But I feel like, you know what, John, I feel like, you know, I think Steph and John have the same kind of issue. They're not, Steph is really uninspired by the tour. You can yeah. see it. Like she should have, she's the best woman surfer by far of all time. To me, she should have more world titles than Kelly, right? Yeah. Already. Um, and now like Carissa and Tyler and these girls have really stepped up and challenged her, but she's pretty uninspired by that tour. And I think so is John. To me, like he was just, and rum, rumblings on the inside, I would hear he was kind of just doing it to see out his hurly deal because that's how he got paid out, right? Oh, you interesting. You know, he might have another year or two of him and then he just wants to go surf. Right. You know, and yeah. sail and, and, sail and, do, and yeah, just do his thing because that's who he is. Yeah, his interest levels are so diverse, right? Well, and that's exactly why I would say I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want another brand. Like, I, and I think if, if the, and I would, I would imagine that if that were the case and he really did feel that way and he was signing with any new brand, he would just say to them, listen, my surfing and my sailing and my other interests are totally enough to to promote your brand. You don't need me winning world titles because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like, I imagine that's how the North Face feels. That's about. what I'm saying. So, yeah. so if if I was, you know, if, and, and I would imagine that any any surfer of John's caliber, which there are none really, it's just pretty much John, and like you say on the women's side, it would be Steph, right? Um, that that they that they probably can take or leave the tour. They're probably not really freaking out right now. They don't really give a shit. I don't think, I think sure, John would get a third world title. That's cool. But yeah, he could, that's it. Maybe get one more and then he'd be done. Yeah, exactly. You know, and cool. He's won the Eddie. Yeah, right. You know, he's, he's won the triple crown. He's got two world titles. He's, and there's just no doubt he's the best surfer in the world. Anything he hasn't won is pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, and, and you've got to hope that they have another pipe masters at some point because he's got to win it. Yeah. before he ends his career. That would probably be the only like sort of thorn in his side right now, right? But um I think I think that'd be a if if I'm him, I'm I'm just taking somebody else's money. I'd rather do that than than create my own brand. I think that's like I'm sure I don't know how much money Kelly makes on his own brand. He must make a ton of money on those. I mean, I don't know how like on the Firewire thing if he does he think he makes I money think on Firewire those boards? Firewire is probably only his only successful investment. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I he must make a lot money. of money. I mean, I don't know how much money he makes on each one of those, but fuck, all you see are Kelly Slater, you know, all you see are those Firewire yeah, Kelly Slater boards. Everybody he's rides those making, things. you know, he's probably making a few hundred grand in royalties off them. I'm sure Mark Price and them did an amazing deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Channel Islands up for sale again for like yeah. a bit over three million. They were trying to sell it back then. Yeah, but they're up for sale again for so. less, wasn't it? For like a couple million, like yeah, a couple three. Uh, I think it was four back in the day. Now it's around the three mark. Um, it's so that cool. seems amazing that it's that little money. Like it, it, it's it just, is amazing, right? That's yeah, because it's a big, incredible it's, brand. It's an insanely. I mean, like God, that's a third. You know, I mean, that the generations of surfers and for, and like world champions and just yeah. And I heard Connor left. Connor Coffin left. Left yeah, and he's gone to JS. Yeah, and but that that to me, like a, you know, they they drummed it up a little bit and made a bigger deal of it. Yeah. than it is like, you know, it's a you know, I'm sure it's a bummer for the guys involved in, in Channel Islands, and it's a bit of like a kick in the nuts. But yeah, you can't eat the same cereal every day your whole life. No, definitely you know, not. You know, you need to freshen up. He probably needs like a bit of spark in his surfing. Not saying he wasn't getting it from Channel Islands, but yeah. something different. It's a comp, you know. The, sh the outline of a Channel Islands and a JS are two completely different boards from the, the entry-level rocker and yeah, all that stuff, everything. right? It's well, look so what, it's look what happened with um, with Kanoa when he went to Sharpay. Like, his surfing got way better. I mean, because he went from CI. He'd been riding CIs forever, right? Or yeah, was that's it. Mayhem? No, CIs forever. And, and he got... I feel like his surfing got way better when he just... I think it's just a matter of, like like you said, same cereal every day, right? Yeah, it's you've been riding the same board. All of a sudden, you ride something different. It's got this new bit of spark to it that, yeah. you, that you're not used to feeling. Yeah. And you're alive, and that's kind of the decision. Um, so I don't think it's, like, as big a deal as people think. Yeah. I think it's more internally for them. It feels like they're probably 
their hearts being garbage out of it. That was their guide. Do you think it was a bummer for him, or do you think it's a like major okay, like bummer. yeah, they were like hanging their hats on him. Kid. Kid. Yeah, yeah. So they were trying to tell that Santa Barbara story. Yeah, so it was from there, and then you know that's kind of their whole marketing. And then, right. But you know, the, well, maybe like, just maybe since just Mikey's come up. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. It's basically Mikey and Dane, and like yeah. who cares about the rest? Mikey and Dane, and, and occasionally Curran. I saw Curran riding one of one of Mikey's models, and it was a uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the twin pin that him and Brittle working on. It looked pretty good. Yeah, that was cool. So let's see more. Like, yeah, less Connor, more Curran. That would be pretty cool. Hundred um, percent. Like, yeah, I would be pushing Curran huge and like making yeah. him those weird kind of lilo boards and some foam sticking foam on top of us. Yeah, why not? Like just weird fins. Just get yeah, him and Britt just get in there and take some mushrooms and just get <laughs> yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, so anything else? No, that's all the rumors I got for you this week. I'll uh, or you guys this week. I'll keep knocking on the door, answering phone calls, and picking people's brain. Um, if you've got any insights, let us know. Any good rumors you want to hear come to life, just let us know. Slide yeah. into our DMs. It doesn't even have to have any basis in reality. It could just <laughs> no. be completely like, it could just be a... Comp- like That's how we started the show. We were like, what are we going to talk about this week? And we yeah. started writing down words on a page. Yeah. Like <laughs> we try to make them true, yeah. you know, or at least plausible. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, this or, such or as... make it happen. Like, you know, maybe yeah. North Face haven't even thought about sponsoring John John and then... Yeah. You know, Steve Van Doren listens to this, tells somebody at VF. So, yeah, but boom, that's, boom, boom, boom. but then what do we get out of that? You know, that that's the thing is I feel like if we spark that, then we need to get a little bit of a stipend out of it, don't you think? Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but yeah, we can try. All right. Well, yeah. you know, just, just throwing it out there with Mr. Van Doren. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this, uh, well, for this week, but we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up next week, which we typically tell you guys about, but you know, this, this episode was supposed to be, uh, you know, we were supposed to have actually two this last week that both the people uh, flaked. One, we we sort of were sus- suspecting, and again, this could be that on the line of fake news. We're suspecting that it was heroic doses of acid, and they might have just not been able to find their way out of a Laurel Canyon. Um, and then the other one was was you know due to to Trump's uh, uh, you know draconian uh, what is it immigration policy. So. Um, hopefully we'll have those two on next week. Plus we're going to be talking to, uh, Mr. Sean Murphy about surf travel. Yeah. I think on earlier or in this episode, we said we're going to stop saying what's in the next episode. We can say the one we just t- thought of, can't we? Yeah. So actually while we were doing this one, Chad and I thought about, uh, next week or not next week, but the next time we have a break in the action with somebody that we're interviewing and we might even include somebody in the conversation, but we want to rejig the whole, uh, surf industry surf team. That's right. So like Quicksilver, Rip Call, like who should be on whose team? Here's your opportunity going off the Patagonia model, um, which is like shrinking down, okay, they're shrinking down their business, but using COVID as an excuse to wipe your team. Yeah. You know, here's your one chance you can do. Like reset the reset, whole thing. You know, now there's going to be some guys that are obviously in a good place, but it's going to be a lot of guys that do you need them? Yeah. Probably not. So. Well, and, 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 and just to preview, it's not personal to those of you who we kind of like finger flick off the chessboard. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it's like, yeah, we're going to rejig a surf team. For, we're going to develop what we believe is the perfect surf team for each brand. Oh, and, man. Which highlights what they stand for, their product, you know, what they're trying to represent, everything. We're going to expose how easy it is to be a team manager. Yeah. And, and to make it exciting, we're going to give ourselves a, or make it a, not so much exciting, but maybe a bit of a challenge, a million dollar cap. Ooh. So much like Fantasy Surf, you would get your 15 million or whatever it is, yep. but a million dollar cap, and here's who you can get. Because let me tell you right now, for a million bucks, you can get some pretty awesome surfers. You That's can get right. a world champion, plus, 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 plus. stack of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to The Ramble, and uh, we'll be back next week, we promise, with probably two. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.